0: Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen.
1: Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you The
2: topic uh, of our poem this week is adenomyosis. Listeners might remember that uterine adenomyosis is a condition that causes heavy, painful periods as the uterus increases in size. This increase happens because the kinds of cells that normally line the inside of the uterus start to grow in the walls of the uterus. So adenomyosis often happens along with other problems that affect the uterus, especially endometriosis. Endometriosis, in contrast, is a condition in which the kinds of cells that are normally found only in the uterus start to grow outside of the uterus, often in the abdominal cavity. But we don't know what causes these conditions. We don't even know how many women are affected uh, because the data that we've relied on for the assessment of the uterus usually happens following hysterectomy, which may be a very biased sample of women, specifically those who are having a hysterectomy. Management of symptoms usually begins with NSAIDs and a IUD. There are a host of additional treatments that might be effective, one of which is mifepristone. This week's poem looks at this medicine, which has been in the news a great deal recently and not for the treatment of adenomyosis. The poem that you've picked comes from JAMA Network Open. It was published in 2023. It attempts to answer the question, is mifepristone effective and safe for the treatment of women with adenomyosis and significant pain symptoms? Mark, is this something that we should be using?
1: Yeah, this is uh, this was kind of news to me, and uh, there had been, I look back, a small, poorly reported Chinese randomized trial that, that maybe even hard to tell whether it was randomized or what back in 2020 that found similar benefits to what we'll talk about here. Um, the, as, as we know, adenomyosis can cause severe dysmenorrhea, menorrhagia, anemia, dysperunia, other complications. But so far, medical treatments have not been all that effective, and a lot of women, as you noted, Choose hysterectomy for definitive treatment. So, these researchers identified premenopausal women, 18 to 50, with adenomyosis confirmed by either ultrasound or MRI and who were having dysmenorrhea. There were 134 patients. They were randomized to MIFA 10 milligrams, once daily by mouth, or placebo. Patients were masked to the treatment assignment. They didn't know what they were taking, neither did the researchers. but they self-assessed outcomes using a standard visual scale. They had complete follow-up of 94% of patients after three months, which is really quite good. So using both the intention to treat and the per-protocol analysis, they got the same results. The mean change in the baseline 10-point pain scale was a 6.6-point reduction in the mifa group and only one point in the placebo group, so nearly a 6-point difference out of 10. Total efficacy, which was defined as the percentage of patients who had a VAS score reduced by at least 30%, was significantly greater as well, 92 versus 23%. So the NNT is about one and a half. So highly effective. Uh, Other outcomes, which included things like complete remission of all symptoms, reduction in heavy bleeding, remission of anemia, also occurred more often with the MIFA-Prestone. Uh, all adverse events were considered mild or moderate, and were actually similar in the two groups. So, bottom line, this is could be a game changer. Uh, they found that Mepafreestone is effective and safe for treating adenomyosis. Now, it wasn't the biggest study in the world. You know, there were about 65 women in each group. Um, but the, in, the improvements were dramatic. They were, as I said, consistent with the improvement seen in another less well-reported trial. You know, this is in JAMA Network Open. I, I think I have a little more confidence in this one, and it's much better reported. The only problem in some states might be getting your hands on mifa for your patients.
2: You said that to be uh, in inclusion criteria included both diagnosis, either by ultrasound or MRI. I'd love to see a study uh, done looking at uh, the uh, sensitivity and specificity of those two tests. It's really easy these days for me to get an ultrasound, but to get an MRI can often take weeks and weeks uh, for me to get a, a patient queued up for an MRI. And If they're telling us that they're equivalent, which is sort of what you're suggesting, the author said, um, it sure would be easier to get an ultrasound.
1: Yeah. And I did not look specifically at that. Um, my understanding, my memory is that ultrasound is actually quite accurate for diagnosing adenomyosis, um, at least with modern, you know, ultrasound equipment. So yeah, it, it yeah. should be reasonable. Now, you know, if it's not quite as good as MRI, you might be only including women that have more severe adenomyosis if they came in through ultrasound, but they were randomized. And so they were just as likely to get the placebo or the drug. So good stuff.
2: Thanks, Mark. Some new information. We'll talk with you again in a week. Okay. Well, that's
0: this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem.